Welcome back to class, everybody. I am your absolutely cracked out Professor Ethan. And I am your very unordinary Professor Ricky. Oh my god. That's right. I have powers now. That's very... Care to, care to know what they are? Fortuitous. Care to know what they are? Glad sure. you asked. I'm actually 1.1% faster than every other human on the planet. No way. That's right. Are you an E-class hero? I, I would call or... myself an S-class man. Because I'm better than everybody else. I guess fair enough. There's everyone, then there's me. I can barely compete or qualify in the Olympics. Frankly, I tried and it didn't work because there's still <laughs> way faster people than me. Wait, I thought you said you're 0.1 faster than everyone else on the earth, you said. Well, I guess for, for me, like whatever I normally would be, my power is that I'm like 1.1% faster than that. 1.1% yeah. or 0.1%? 1.1% faster than what I would be normally without my powers. How'd you get like that? I'm not sure, man. I was just running one day and I like hit some radioactive stride. What the fuck? I don't know, man. I just found myself with a sudden burst of tiny speed. That's right. Literally tiny speed because you it's almost <laughs> indistinguishable from your previous time. But it's not. I see. Because, <laughs> so I am super powered. Which I'm, a I'm sorry, I, I gotta, I gotta get this out of the way. Yeah, yeah. So you think because your time was a little bit faster mm-hmm. that you've become like mm-hmm. superhuman in some way? I'm a god of myself. I'm a god amongst men. Yeah, obvious, right? Yeah. So you, you have powers now. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not the only power. You used to run an 11 minute and a mile. Now you run a 10:59, and that yeah, means for sure. you're fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I mean, but, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm powered about it. Okay. I have a power about yeah, this. You know shit. what? <laughs> I mean, I really don't have a lot of uh, a lot of things I can say in in rebuttal. I already have a cape and everything. Although I've kind of given away my secret identity yeah. by putting myself on microphone for nearly a hundred hours. That's a great Shit. point. Shit. That's a very good point. So we could we could never be superheroes, I think, unless we're really careful because we're on mic all the time. Yeah, I, I could easily be a. Why would I? You know, I'm just not gonna dox myself. See, this is where I'm. That's the you problem. Can't be a I can't maybe. be a superhero because I'll literally dox my own ass. Like, so what were you up to yesterday? Don't say anything about doing superhero things. I was catching a bad guy. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! Damn it! Oh, so close did too. Did you see what happened down in Caracas? No. How did? Be, did I'd you like, know? Like, oh, why no. would I? Why would I know about that? Oh, no worries. You just might want to look into it. Yeah, you know, I look check. into it. It's like human blur crushes 30, <laughs> 30 assailants. It's like, huh? I send you the link of an unpublished <laughs> yeah. news article. Like, it's like, then, wait a minute. Are you are you Peter Parkering yourself? No, right now? no, dude. Oh, man. This is what this must be what uh, Clark Kent feels like every day. Yeah, <laughs> that is funny, though. Both of them do like write stories on themselves yeah right it's a little haughty i mean but they always have a nice stream of news they're that's job security frankly yeah yeah i so mean fair enough if you were if you were a superhero you'd have to you'd have to get in a profession where you use that to work for you for your for your secret identity right yeah i mean <laughs> i mean superman is so ridiculously strong and powerful and everything like <laughs> Why get a real job? I don't know. No, and I, I'd be I get really it. bored. I get it. And I relate to him now being, you know, superhuman. Superhuman, of frankly. Course. Yeah. We're in a very superhero mood today because this, this episode's all about superheroes. Literally the whole gosh darn thing the is whole superheroes. Kitten, whole kitten caboodle. So we have a couple topics we want to talk about today. The first one is a recommendation that Ethan popped at me. We were going to do one of our favorite segments about it. Does it anime? We take something that feels anime adjacent, kind of on the cusp, on the fringe of the world of of weebology and anime at large, and we break it down and say, does it anime? Does it have the chops to be considered in that illustrious group of media? But to date, you know, it might be a pretty easy convo in that regard, but there's a lot more to say about this show. What are we talking about? What's the show? Yeah, so it is X-Men the Anime. <laughs> And does it anime? Yes. Thank you for coming to class. Yeah, I'm right. Ricky. Next episode, we're talking deuces. about anything else. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, this is one of those situations where it's not like a Castlevania where no. it is a Western or, well, I guess it's an Eastern IP that they had made in like Germany. Right. This is a scenario where it is a uh, American IP. That was straight up set. They handed it to Madhouse and they're like, yo, 
y'all make fire shit. Do this too. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, this isn't just a standalone piece either. I mean, if you look, there is an entire Marvel anime series that they did from late 2010 all the way through 2011. And I mean, we got X-Men, we got Iron Man in there, we got Blade, and it's it's Wolverine. a it's a very robust kind of uh, uh, set of shows. And again, does it anime? It has everything but the IP that would make this an anime. Like we said, this was Madhouse in 2011. This is prime Madhouse. Hunter x Hunter time I mean, period. They were, yeah, they were splitting time. They were doing a little gone over in the corner, and they're like, you know what? We should probably do a little bit of Wolverine. Oh, I guess if we got to. Somebody go draw that Logan guy as a, yeah. like a side project. Get our C team on this shit. But God damn, did this show look good? It was it, for 2011. Oh my God. It's, it's hard, to, hard to believe it was 2011. Right. And I, I again, could have dropped it. And I think, when did it drop on American Netflix? Is this something that has been out for just sitting out there? I guess we don't know. I, I want to say I haven't seen this before or else I would have already watched yeah, it. Yeah, right? And um, it just sort of randomly showed up in my uh, my recommendings on Netflix. And we had talked about doing, you know, either this one or the Wolverine 2011 anime version right. mm-hmm. multiple times before. Sure. So it's been there for maybe a hot minute, just for a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm going to give myself the benefit of the doubt and say eh, that I yeah. would have watched it. By okay, now. but it, so it's fairly fresh and new to the, in the Netflix space. But again, it looked gorgeous for any anime, let alone one that's a decade old. Like this shook me to my core uh, in, in the delivery and the polish on this. Like there are shows in the past that we've watched. Raju Bahamut always comes to mind as a show that had no business being as good as it was. Right. This show, from a visual standpoint, if you don't do the research and you just kind of like are bombarded with this show and know nothing about who made it, why it was made, what funding it had, yeah, no business. No business being as good. But then you look a little deeper, Madhouse, Sony Money, yeah. Marvel. Marvel. You have everything to make this show very aesthetically pretty. The funding and the talent all kind of combined in this weird perfect storm of shit so again literally visuals for me is like like a nine out of ten this is fucking great so yeah i mean it ripped and then the voice casting for both the um dub and sub were great i meant to ask you how did you feel about the dub in this yeah it was very good okay Um, good good i mean there was i i could have sworn these might be the same actors they use for like american made ones that yeah. they do. For, I know Troy like Baker was involved shows. in this one. And he's been, I don't know what he was in this, but Troy Baker was in it. There's some other big names. I know for the sub, the guy who did Wolverine was mean uh was um Yamato from Naruto. He was Kira from Jojo. He was Tora from Yushio and Tora and like a whole slew of other shit. And uh, I know Cyclops was Minato from Naruto. So they have big name Japanese and American voice actors. Yeah. Again, the discussion, I guess this is more of a review of the show because it is so anime, it warrants a review. Like it warrants looking at it. The question of if it is or not, that's out the window. I don't even know if we'll call this does an anime, but yeah, we are going to. Okay, fine, sure. fine, fine, fine. Well, because I think there, the question comes at the end where... Gotcha. There was a lot of, let's just say, gnashing of teeth from the anime community. There was, yes. But the the, we'll get to it. That, yes, we yeah, will. I'm we'll, not gonna bust our. Don't bust the whole yeah, load yeah, so yeah. quick. Uh, but yeah, from a story standpoint, it was definitely an interesting take. Yeah. Um, it took place essentially if you've watched like the live action X Men movies. Yeah. Right. After X three, X the Last 3. Stand. Yes. <laughs> Um, when Jean Grey goes full supernova, um, she goes supernova, dark phoenix, mm-hmm. and uh, vanishes from this world. Just literally. And then Cyclops goes uh, all, uh, what do you call it? Fucking Depressed? emo about it. <laughs> like, emo about it, Emo I guess. of himself. He doesn't do shit. Does he even move from the spot where it happened? Legit, not for a year. For a year in this crater of yeah. a place, which is... All right, Cyclops, it's a little bit much. But. So for, from like a, a fan, from my perspective, like I, I definitely followed a lot of the different like timelines, different stuff like that. For, okay. For X-Men, you know, Avengers, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So 
it was an interesting thing for me to try to figure out where exactly in in the story we are. Okay. Because there was a lot of like weird shit going on. Like obviously starting off with Jean Grey going supernova was like, holy fuck. An interesting narrative choice, but I think it did do, if not heavy handed, the narrative good service to start there. Well, here's what I was going to say is I think that this is very clearly for the initiated fan. This is not like, you know, a random Japanese guy is going to watch this and understand what's going on if he's not involved in the series as a whole. Yes. Because a lot of this made, would have made zero sense. I think the, the place you see that the most is the antagonistic force being the inner circle. You had no explanation of who they were. That was very much an assumed, you're an X-Men fan, you know who the inner circle is. Um, and they make they make references to rankings and positions. Well, it's, it's just funny because they're generally called the Hellfire Club, and then there's even farther is the in, inner circle of that. So, oh, it's, so like, it's like the outer collection is the Hellfire Club, right. and then the real big boy squad in the middle. Right. Cool. And okay. those are all given like positions. Like White Queen was Emma Frost. Red what? King was uh, Magneto. That explains the White yada, Bishop. Yada, yada, okay. Yada. Cool. I was wondering where the hell that came from because again, I didn't. It it was all chess related. Gotcha. Is okay. The way that they named those positions. Okay. But once again, like if you didn't know that kind of stuff, it would be hard to really figure out what's going on. Yeah. Right. And 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 a lot of it was. So this was set in Earth. I think it's one, one zero one zero zero one. Some binary shit right which, there. You know, we are in Earth six one six, I believe. Obviously, generally, yes. Uh, and so it's it's like a alternative timeline to this whole thing. Okay, which gives you know gives them some creative freedom to kind of do what they want to. I always thought that multiverse thing Marvel did really was smart. It gave them a way to have fun interconnectivity put some kind of connective tissue on all these random stories yeah. while also giving them freedom to like, oh, here's another universe. And that's not a problem. That's canonically cool with what they set up. So can't hate it. Well, I guess you can, according to the anime fans, but <laughs> yeah. we'll get there. No, I mean, it was, you know, a very serviceable story. Yeah. Human are not some, you know, the people that I was really familiar with as main antagonists. Yeah, pretty un- uh For the first half of the show. I was... I was not really, as someone who wasn't initiated in any of that, if they are well fleshed out in the canon overall in X-Men, um, I just found them as a clever kind of antagonist to get everything kind of the ball rolling as and you men being angry or upset at the existence of X-Men being science over genetic power. That's human, haha, clever. Like, I get it. I get it. Not bad. Second half is where I have a much better take on the whole thing. but. Um, yeah, I I think the story was fine. It was fine. Right. But that's what I'm trying to say is if you don't know what's going on in the, the verse in general, it's going to be hard for you to kind of think this is a decent story. And there was definitely plot points where that were like abhorrent to people like me who kind of know what's going on. And I think that's what you see in the final Mal rating and like all the reviews and stuff like that. Um you know, characters, I thought they did really well. Wolverine was done extremely well. Fucking awesome. He was yeah. broad as a mother freaking Tonka truck. Actual wide load. He was short, man. which yeah. he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, during this, I was looking it up. I'm like, all right, let's figure out like what the, what, what his like, his measurables are supposed to be. <laughs> okay. I guess he's like, you know, before all the adamantium was added to him, mm-hmm. he was like five, nine and okay. one ninety. Oh shit! After he's like five three and three hundred. Oh damn! I didn't realize he shrank that much from that. Yeah, so he gets like a spinal injury. Okay. As well as like the shit's just heavy as hell. Yeah. Which also explains why he's so like burly, right? Yeah, and he's kind of low to the ground, always kind of crouched and centered. That's interesting. And why he's always pissed off because it is very painful. Right. He's always recovering, but doesn't mean he doesn't feel that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they did a good job with his his uh recover or what do you call it regenerative abilities. Right. He's he's been, you know, one of my favorite mutants for a long time because it's just like such a cool freaking ability. Right. You can literally and just like throw yourself at people and it doesn't matter. Like they can shoot you in the head and it does not matter one fucking bit. And the idea of the augmentative uh opportunities on a body that cannot be hurt no matter what you do yeah. or at least break down no matter what you do offers up stuff like the adamantium skeleton and all that all that stuff 
And uh, I'm I'm super here for that. And they did a good job. <coughs> oh, God. Cyclops has also done extremely well. Yes. He's very moody and, you know, kind of Captain America-esque in some regards when he's, you know, ruling the team or running the team. Uh, that was done well. The quips between him and Wolverine were done extremely well. That was great. I, I did kind of get a they little... Both yeah, are down with Jean Grey. If you they catch are my both. Drifty. Oh, oh yeah, they uh, they definitely did a good job showing that kind of triad of relationships between kind of they f with her the long way. If you yes. catch my drift. Oh, I'm catching that drift mad hard. And the thing with all right now, I'm creeped out. No, too bad you brought this up. So the the Cyclops thing, I felt they really kind of ham fisted the whole moodiness aspect, which it's a year, dude. An entire year of just living in a crater. I can understand if, like, he's still kind of living a life day to day and just kind of operating in a way that he's definitely a changed man, but he's in a fucking crater for an entire year, right? I don't understand it. Um, everyone else seemed to be at least operating in some respect normally, but I found it hard to believe that they just, like, went right back to the scene of the crime, the ground zero of the event that started this story, and he's just still there. I'm like, all right, but well, even in the you know the movies, the Hollywood version, he does the same sort of thing. He kind of just sits. Um, so she does go supernova in this sort of same same place, almost yeah, in, right in in those movies. Mm-hmm. But then she's she's back as the Phoenix later in the in the movie, yeah. and she does go like finally supernova in in the. Uh, it's like Lake Alcatraz or some shit up in Alaska. Sure. Um, or Canada or something like that. Some Yukon Alkali place. Lake. That sounds right. I'm going to let you Something have that. like yeah. that. And then he literally like will just go there for a year. <laughs> so huh. it's not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's weird to his character or anything okay. like that. It is dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean. From a practical standpoint, it's a dumb thing to do. But Also like buck up, bud. Yeah, right? She there's, fucking there's other... exploded. She went supernova in front of you. What do you want? Yeah, there's other hotties out there. We saw some in this show. Like, come 100%. on. You're the leader of the freaking X-Men. Your game is ridiculous, donkey. You can yeah. go out and do anything you want, and you're going to get swarms of ladies. But none of them are Omega level, I guess. That's on a Cinder profile. I like girls that like to have fun, adventurous, and are Omega level only. If you're not Omega, please swipe left. Yeah, so that actually comes to some of the biggest problems with the show. Okay. What you thinking? So Storm was like weak as shit. Is it? She's gonna... literally Omega level. I she meant is to a ask horseman you. of the apocalypse yeah. in like different canons. Like she is ridiculously strong. Is it canonically the fact that she essentially is like a glass cannon? Like she doesn't have any endurance at all. No, that's not that's I, not a thing. I okay. mean, I'm when you say Omega level, generally what that means is that you can warp reality in some some way. Some way. Okay. Like you can do like wild shit. You're messing with laws that are like yeah, base yeah. level. Okay. Hmm. And so you see, you know, just for example, Iceman becomes Omega level. Okay. Because he's able to do like wild shit with ice, you know, <laughs> sort of like a show s- scenario. Okay. Stop time kind of thing. That's rad as hell, um, actually. Emma Frost, another character who was yeah. an absolute like useless dweeb in this show. They seem like they nerfed a lot of some people to highlight others, which I wasn't a big fan of because I Emma Frost is one of the few I knew. Right, she should have been actually a semi tier god of of any on any level, right? Yeah, I mean, so she she has telepathic abilities and psionic abilities that are very similar to Charles Xavier. Sure, yeah. The difference is she has that diamond form. Yes. Which is legit impervious and also impervious to like telep- uh, a little telepathic like interference. It's like a switch, right? She can't use her other telepathic stuff if she's got that on, but she's basically brick shithouse level. Like she can't yeah, be touched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. she has like actually really, really I uh, like that power set. Yeah. But they mm. kind of they they made they tried to make an excuse for it by saying that Mastermind jacked it with her mind. Yeah. So that I, she wouldn't use it against them. And it's just it doesn't like canon- canonically follow. Like she's actually ridiculous in, in most other uh comics and in I guess alternate realities. Yeah. So it it's just hard to believe, but I mean 
I think there's a reason for that. And I don't I don't I don't genuinely know Mastermind that well. I've never really it, heard me of neither, it. Me neither, frankly. So the, the the thing with me is I kept, I couldn't help but notice that the discrepancies, the few that I knew about X-Men from the little lore that I knew, they all seem to be tweaked or downplayed in service of one of our main characters, Hisako. This in this story, they go to northern Japan because for some reason Charles Xavier cannot use his telepathy to see anything in this bubble in yeah. Japan, which we know and does it animes in the past. How do you bring Japanese culture and homages into a story that doesn't exactly feel that way? That isn't historically that way. And X-Men isn't historically much involved about, you know, Eastern Eastern culture, except I guess with that one Wolverine movie that takes place in Japan. Um, in any case, they it felt like they shoehorned this Hisako character in and lifted her up. I actually really enjoyed that specific movie. Um, that what I mean that that Wolverine movie is actually it was super cool dope. As hell. Yeah, um, but I I think that just to bring her in and make her feel special, which her power set was okay, but very Japanese. Like you get to make essentially a psionic mecha suit. Well, it looked like um, almost like she was making Mega Man. Yeah, right. I was like, like blaster. It's some kind of like you know, big bulky blaster dude. But it was, um, it was fine. Yeah, I get what they're trying to do here, but I think the it was fine. It was fine. But what it did as a result is all of the more historically powerful characters to keep the narrative feeling fresh and semi-focused on Hisako's ability to contribute to the X Men. They made them seem a lot weaker as a result, right? So they so she can come in and help out or like near the end, Emma was getting her ass kicked and she came in to help out or Cyclops getting his ass kicked and she came in to help out. So they made kind of these unnatural situations of conflict and tension for characters that should have easily been able to bust out of this shit. No problem. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, it's easy to, you know, uh, think about it like, oh, they did all this. You know, they fucked up all these characters and stuff like that. But I think when you look at it as like, this is the first, like one of the first times, you know, a Japanese studio is able to put one of their, you know, nationality superheroes in a show and have them shine, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought, you know, if if you think about it like that, it's, I think it's pretty cool that they make her one of the, like the main big hitters in the, in this series. And then obviously she has a lot of like integral roles with like the f- the finales and stuff like that. So I-, yeah. I thought it was all well done. It just, when you see someone who <laughs> is a, is a horseman of the apocalypse and right there that yeah. can only shoot lightning like twice or three times and then is like tired, quote unquote done. Just it, sizzles it, out. It just, yeah. it's not very, I wouldn't say it's classic storm in any, in any uh, regard. Right. And I think that's what I was trying to get at. It's like what they did to include her, Hisako, in the integral nature of the show, that is good. I really like that she was there. Her as a character is fine, but her being badass made total kind of cool sense. She's a powerful mutant. But what they sacrificed, I felt, to do that was maybe not so, uh, you know, it didn't, it wasn't as satisfying for me because I wanted to see these, like you said, Omega level mutants bust absolute shit up but they didn't to let her shine, which the end result's fine. The means are kind of like, you didn't really have to do that. Just make more tension. It's an X-Men story. They're, mo- they're meant to be bombastic. Um, from like a from like an antagonistic point of view, I actually really enjoyed Megamind's entire plan and everything. Like Mastermind? That, mastermind. Not Megamind? Not Megamind. Did I say Megamind? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. So they got, they got, I wish Steve, it was Megamind. They got Steve Corral to be in this yeah. anime, by the way. No, so Mastermind... I liked him a lot. Like he was methodical. Yeah. He he clearly like was willing to wait and to enact a plan that was actually sound. Um it has Saint Germain feel to me. Yeah, he did. I was in I was in for it. Um yeah, and he, he was just willing to spend like an entire year just laying the groundwork for shit. I was like, okay, his plan is believable as fuck, which is makes sense. Right. And and that is what like Hellfire Club and Inner Circle, they'd be involved in these things and X-Men wouldn't find out till much later. Yeah. So, you know, that was well done, well adapted, I felt. Cool, cool. I mean... What do you think about, like, the setting of Japan? I actually really enjoyed that shit. 
The one weird setting I found was how big was that bunker under that cabin in the woods? Well, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. And then also there was a couple of situations like the original one that they were up there. It was like, this used to be a factory. And it's like, this is the biggest fucking factory on earth. Yeah, right. It's huge. It's it's the size of freaking... It's like a couple air airplane Everest hangers down here. Yeah, dude. like airplane hangers stacked on top of each other underground in yeah. terms of space. And then um, there was some weird stuff with like, I forget her freaking name. You was her name? Yui Sasaki? Yui Sasaki, yeah. She had like, she must be just the richest person on earth because- I meant to say- She had does, like some absolutely wild technology. Yeah, how does that was everyone- unexplained. X-Men, Sasaki- how do they all have so much goddamn money? Well, X-Men, Charles is rich. Yeah, where did he get his cash from again? Like in terms they of- just were rich. He just was his rich. family was rich. Oh, okay. So he just had that cash. Yeah. Because the Cerebro is like, in and of itself, a fucking technological marvel. By on, I know it's supposed to work with mutant powers, but even alone, it's like the most cutting edge thing the world's ever seen by far. Yeah. And- I kept thinking to myself, where the fuck do you get the money to build <laughs> build this? So he's like that rich. No, no, he's just rich. rich. All right, word. All right, I'm into that. So then, I mean, he has a freaking castle in upstate New York. What do you mean? <laughs> That's actually fair. He has a castle in upstate. The taxes New York. alone. <laughs> yeah, the taxes, the property value, and taxes are insane. But Yui is less explainable, I guess. Where the hell does she get her cash from? Yeah, that was that was harder to uh, wrap my head around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I wanted to say. One of the gripes, and I don't commonly do this, and as much as I said the animation was very good, there were times that it felt so, the shit on screen was so insanely like sensory overload that I couldn't tell sometimes. Some of these fights were like very almost muddy visually because I couldn't, there was so much happening on screen. The first fight felt that way a little bit. Like you couldn't tell what some shit was going on in some spots. The grand majority of the fights, like all the fights in the snow, the contrast of just the white backdrop and like, the colorful characters and the fluid motion, absolute god tier like fights. Um, but yeah, I almost feel like they put so much cash in this. I felt like there may have been a storyboarding issue somewhere. I'm not really sure what's up with that. Again, um, these, but it's a nitpick. These are nitpicks because this is beautiful animation. But um, I don't know if you felt like you're getting like I can't even tell what the fuck's going on on screen sometimes. Not really. Hmm. I think the only the only times when it was weird is. Like the Damon Hall syndrome that they created uh, yeah, would yeah. like make these creatures just like insane mutations. Yeah. And so when they're moving around those guys, yeah, it was hard to kind of tell, but there was just, That's be- what, it's yeah. just because there were so many moving parts on the actual creature. That's fair. I, I, is that a, is that a canonical syndrome that Damon Hall? It is, but I don't think they used it like oh, okay. normally. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it like that, but I, I found that to be kind of a, not lesser part of the story. Like you probably could have had that entire story without doing the Damon Hall syndrome, Hall syndrome stuff. You can um, just say you can use. They could say the experimentation is causing these crazy mutations, which I guess in the end that's really what it was at the end of the day. But yeah, I mean, I think we should just kind of get into it. I think Yui yeah. Sasaki was an absolute like dog water human being she sucks <laughs> she was not good but uh, so not only did she hide charles's child from him for ooh. for like 10 years takio takeo yeah um she also like contracted the human who are like anti-mutants to go, you know, kill butcher mutants, take their <laughs> fresh organs. Yeah, they take their organs. They wouldn't stop specifying fresh organs. Yeah, so you know they're fresh. hot off the presses. Still it- bubbling with blood. <laughs> it's still steaming in the snow. It's gross. And, uh, you know, use that for their, like, experiments to try to get rid of the X gene altogether or suppress it. Yeah, they didn't really do a lot of work to make her seem as deplorable as that was that it's obviously she is. Like, it's for my son. Like, I guess actually, I take that back because a lot of the X Men didn't give a fuck it was about her son. Yeah, no, no. They're just like, we don't care. You're literally slaughtering people for their livers and their kidneys. The thing that's like absolutely ridiculous, though, is <laughs> like, if she had just told Charles, he can put blocks on people's powers. Like, yeah, right. Mentally, which is what he originally did with Jean Grey. That is true. So why, again, why wasn't she exactly telling Charles 
shame who the fuck knows yeah that that was never explained like you would think charles i mean that's really the major plot hole is like there's no downside to telling him yeah like at all right and the more you don't tell like the longer you wait to tell the worse it's going to be when you find like oh yeah that you know we've had a son for like 13 years by the way and he like blamed charles and i'm like if that Charles, was weird. At the if end, Charles right? goes down for this, like <laughs> somebody needs to get killed over at Madhouse. They that really makes did no my sense. boy dirty. Yeah, <laughs> no sense so at all. Shitty. But I got, I got the kid himself blaming Charles. You're my mutant dad. You gave me these powers. It's your fault. That is a believable childlike view of the whole situation. But at the same time, you're right. This could have been mitigated 100 percent off the rip. By saying, hey, our kid just manifested badass powers. We both are in the business of trying to habilitate uh, uh, like children who are mutants. Got any pointers? Got any tips? Can you come help? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was just through and through a bad plot point. I think the end was just weak for me. That's really what it was. Um, it was weird. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, kind of throwing away really all that really happened. I think. You know, like I think some of the uh, criticisms of this show are are warranted. Okay. Um, you know, specifically plot wise, like this makes no. It was just bad. Like at the end, yeah. Um, and they had a good game going. A second, this. I think what it was the way they got themselves into Japan. The reason why they went to go for the first half was weird because. They went for the same reason the first time as they did the second time. They went the first time, found um, Hasako. I don't even know if I'm saying her name anymore, but um, they went and found her. They took her back. They were actually in the human's base. They trained her up, and they went back for the exact same reason. That back and forth seemed like a narrative padding to me. Like I felt like the real show started at episode six. When they went back, they went to the actual center of the spot. They got attacked by the humans. Why are they working here? I don't know. It all seemed like the first five were just kind of this weird pre- prelude to the actually the good story I want to hear. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the first five. The last everything up to the ending, I was enthralled as fuck. With yeah, every I, think, beat. I think it could be the fact that that they realize there's this this virus now. And so he had to go back to... New York to actually synthesize a cure. So okay, I could buy that. that's the only yeah. plot reason why it happened. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, having uh Hisako or whatever her name is and MLB kind of inducted into the team by Charles is the other reason. Yeah. Um, but I agree, it seemed it did seem like very strange that they left and then they're just like this oh, is still wait, a problem. There's, there's problems here. Like <laughs> yeah. you knew that, dude. The way the way I think from a narrative standpoint, you freaking think, knew it, dude. You freaking knew this. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I I think this could have been fixed narratively because I think both were valid to happen at the same time. Right? They go, they find her, they find Emma. We have teacher student. They're training as they're kind of doing investigation. They never leave. Beast bounces. They lost their they lost their tank while he's learning. Like, wait a minute. There's a disease. I'm making the vaccine. He could be discovering, wait, this is more of a custom virus. Someone must have made this. They're kind of developing the same narrative on in New York and in Japan. Mm, I, and, I didn't I really didn't find it that bad because they did have to fully train his Hisako. Like she was completely useless originally. Oh, of course. But and like, so, you know, training with Storm, training with Wolverine, training with Cyclops, you know, most importantly. I think was necessary for the rest of the plot to continue. I guess. Because it wouldn't make a lot of sense for them to be like training while doing their thing, you know? I think some on the fly training scenario. Think of it like, um, you know, Spider-Man in the Avengers, I want to say Infinity War, where he sneaks onto the ship and then he's like, all right, you're an Avenger now. You're, you're, you're in the shit now. You, we have no choice, but you need to help us because we're in a bad situation. And she's kind of getting like this on the, on the fly combat training. And it's not even training. It's like, we just hope that she can do it. And she learns to kind of like mitigate her power a bit. And she becomes their bruiser while Beast is out. There are ways you could have done it. You're right. I don't think it's so bad that it's <laughs> yeah. like unsavable, but there well, are I better I think that would have been ways. like pretty reckless. Yeah, I think it would. I mean, sure. The, team. the other thing that I thought was so strange is the X-Men only consisted of four or five 
people. Yeah, what happened to everybody else? And then everyone else, it shows up later on. Yeah. You know, doing their own thing, saving the world. And I'm like, what? Where the fuck is everybody? Like, why are they bailing on the boys? Is is shit so bad that you can't go to the actual world calamity th- level threat over here? Yeah. That didn't make any sense. Like, sorry, I'm a little busy over here just fighting a fire or whatever. It's all good. I mean, that is one really cool thing about, like, comic books in general is since a lot of these things are happening in the same world, yeah. like, the Avengers will be, you know, dealing with, you know, some threat and right. the X-Men will be dealing with another threat at the same time kind of thing. Right. I don't know. I just like I've always enjoyed kind of like the supreme world building that the comic world is able to do mm-hmm. because they're all in the same world. They kind of like sort of know about each other, you know, that kind of thing. It's yeah, everyone's adjacent. There's a wide breadth of activity going on and yeah. crossing paths feels natural because we've been following, say, if an IP over here for like chapters and chapters and they just happen to cross through another one that's happening chapters and chapters as well. That feels natural. I would be interested to see the rest of the shows in this series, like Iron Man, which I imagine there is some cross. There probably would be if we watch the Iron Man one, um, the Wolverine one, Blade one. There'd probably be some interesting building, even in just this anime series of these of these shows. Um, hopefully, they did that. We only seen this one so. So far, I started but- watching the Wolverine one, and uh, yeah. it does not relate to this at all. Gotcha. Well, I can't imagine how it could because he's here the entire time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other one, they just like episode four is just, oh, I guess I'm going on vacation. Oh, whoops. No, I'm not. And then the Wolverine's just this story. Well, it's it, also set in Japan. So, really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, it's anime, dude. Yeah. Like, is. Is it anime? Does it anime? It's mm-hmm. anime. That's okay. all for us, folks. No, uh, I thought um, an- another thing I think that is just like super indicative of it being like full on anime was yeah. all the. Uh, not subtitles. All the credits in the beginning and the end were all like pure Japanese. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Every episode had like the Japanese and the English name to it. And um I never saw any of the English ones. Oh, really? Yeah. Fair enough. Um the the one thing oh, I, you're watching sub, duh. Yes. Uh one thing I found really interesting is they they were paying attention to certain Japanese customs. Remember that scene where Emma noticed that Yui was lying, but she didn't use telepathy. Her reason was when she was talking about Professor X, she said Charles. She's Japanese. That would be unusual unless they were super close. Right? Because at least in the sub for me, that's how it was. She switched from Professor X and then said Charles. And she's like, that's weird. And Cyclops is like, people will say in the fir- like their first names, even if they're on the first name basis. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, but that would be weird to, to have that switch from a Japanese perspective, right? Because you commonly don't do that. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was that serious. I'm, I reading, think, in, I'm reading into this, Yeah, baby. you are, for sure. Well, but sh- so did she. So it, she it makes sense. It. Yeah, right. It's definitely, it's true. Yeah, what right. You're saying, I just don't know if that was the intent of that. Sorry, my wrinkles are showing. Legit, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but uh, again, they if you were... want to read into it, then yeah, you're totally <laughs> right. But it was just, it was definitely a situation where they're like, they knew each other. Yeah, right. They they were getting and uh, let's face it, they knew each other. They have a kid together. Yeah, they knew each other biblically. pretty well <laughs> biblically. Yes, I, I I was going back and forth whether I thought that the Japanese setting was more of a backdrop or they really was integral. Could you have told this story anywhere else in the world? And my answer is kind of yeah. yeah. This could be set in Russia easy. And hundred percent story would have been the exact same thing, which is an anime. Yes, but it felt like J- the Japanese setting and inclusion was a bit of an afterthought. Not that it detracted any it being there versus somewhere else. But if they're trying to sell it to like a Japanese audience, which my money is they actually weren't. They just knew they had an anime on their hands. So might as well set it in Japan. Um, I, I don't I don't know. It's it's not like it detracted, but I don't think it added either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The only part that was, I thought, really, like, well done from a Japanese, like, setting standpoint. Well, there's two. Okay. There was the little town where the delivery kid yeah, was that, from. that was cool. That looked, like, pretty reasonable. Perfect. For, like, yeah. a northern J- Japanese town and, like, all the, you know, flaps and shit like that that yeah, they right, have right. hanging outside of stores. And then Hisako's house was very, like... Oh, yeah. Traditional... 
badass huge. Yeah, what did his parents? What did her parents do? I don't again? know. They made some money, they were, man. Like, they had a little bit of buku dollars going on. Is that the table you like set your legs under? Tonkatsu, I think, or something? yeah, something like that, where it's like super low to the ground. Yeah, and yeah. it has like a recessed ground that's heated. I didn't know it's they, heated. They don't heat the rest of their house. That's rad as fuck. Mm-hmm. We need one for the lab. We can do our we can do our video vidcasts from the from the floor. All you gotta do is re- unfortunately we are leasing this lab, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm not gonna do any uh, <laughs> large construction projects in the living room. The board of trustees that gives the sponsoring will not be pleased <laughs> with our use of uh, of company and academic funds, right? But at the end of the day, I'm I'm a big fan of how, of just this adaptation altogether personally but i think that's coming from a perspective of someone who isn't too savvy of the lore outside the movies and maybe the like the spin-offs like the wolverine stuff i've seen all the live action stuff super fun but i'm not the big biggest comic reader of the x-men specifically someone who's a little more versed in that world did you find it enjoyable with that knowledge yeah, I mean it was it was a it was a fun little show. Fun I mean, show. I never really felt like it was dragging much. I mean, it's only twelve episodes. It felt quick. It was frankly, an easy little binge. Frankly, the pacing, all things considered, was great. I, I I felt like it was always moving a little bit. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's those those little like quirks about the characters and their powers and stuff like that. That you know, obviously, I was you wouldn't, but you knew that, right? That's the, well, those are the things I you mean, would know as a fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Those are the only times when it was like detrimental to know about the show. Gotcha. Okay. So like, honestly, if you knew, if you didn't know anything about it, it probably was easier. Yeah. To get behind some of those things than if you did. Even the things that you may have felt confusing were not actually that as detrimental as knowing and kind of how they adapted that. Because for me, like the only thing I found confusing was like. White Bishop Inner Circle. I definitely feel like I should know who these guys are, but for my purposes, they are the bad guys in this show. Like that's yeah. all. I, that's all you need. They're serviceable in that regard. 100%. I overall had a way better time than I thought I would. I was very pleased. If you want this nice popcorn, beautifully visual anime, which it is, it is an anime. Yeah, it, do it up, guys. Do it. it. Does anime? It absolutely slaps as an anime. My ranking for it, which this is, an, this is a more important part of the conversation for this show than I think I originally thought it was going to be. My ranking for this show is a 75 or 6 in that, in that ballpark. Visually fantastic. Not going to no, not gonna add a wrinkle or two on your brain. You're not going to be thinking too hard. Narratively, it was fine. The characters were good. Everything was solid. You're going to walk away like, huh, my time wasn't wasted. Yeah, I I didn't feel augmented after this after watching this. I'll say a solid seventy. Okay, and it's just because you know while all the characters look like they should, they were you know Storm and Frost were gorgeous, but they both were like oh weakened beyond all repair nearly. Yeah, and you know, I mean really. You know, I I'm not a social justice warrior or anything, but those are some of the strongest females in all of like fiction. S- yeah, fiction. Yeah, and right. Superheroes in general, and to like basically, you know, cut their nails, so to speak. Yeah, or clip their wings was just like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, as as thicky and batty as they were, they definitely felt they were re- repressed in some respect because. And like obviously, you know, Japanese culture is is male centric and sure. uh, whatever you would call that. But I don't know if that's why what we're seeing. I thought it was just in an attempt because Hisaka wasn't, you know, a thirty think- year old super hot, you know, chicky. <laughs> yeah, that they had to take the super hot chickies and kind of. You know, knock yeah, them little, down a little, little bit, little knock so down that so Hisaka could-, could rise so heavily. Yeah, I think that's one hundred percent what happened, and. Again, I don't think they had to do that, but it was a real kind of quick and dirty way to make it seem that way, yeah. which is, again, fine for the show. This show didn't try to make it seem like it was doing more than it knew it had a quick story, fun characters. You know, we're going to add a little bit of Japanese flair to an otherwise pretty normal uh, standard X-Men story. 
mutant out there, some unusual shit's happening. We come in to save the day. Big plot gets ruined. Bada bing, bada boom. We got a new mutant. We got a new mutant on the team. Boom. Um, that's that's kind of the formula, and it didn't stray too far from that. And because it didn't, it's a good time. If you like X Men, you will have a good time here. I think because we look at Mal. The ranking on Mal is a 6-3-7. Kind of shocking for me. That seems a little low, right? Yeah, and I think it's probably just people saying similar things that I said, but to like the a billionth degree. There it is. I don't I found it very strange that Well, cuz I would say if this was set in 616 and all that occurred, yeah. then yeah, it'd be weird as shit. Okay. Like none of it would make sense and it wouldn't feel right. But the fact that it was kind of had that alternate Earth angle to it. Well, I mean, that's kind of like how all these are. Yeah, right. There's there's times when Superman can just run really fast, and then there's times when he's literally unkill- unkillable. Yes, he'll it, actually... it really just depends on the story. It depends on the authors and like what it's adapted from. So you know, you talk about another another uh, fan you know, fandom, so to speak, that has like insane gatekeeper-itis. Yeah. It's them. Yes. So, you know, very closely related to the weebs. So uh, it's kind of gatekeeper land. It's the worst of both worlds, right? It's the gatekeeping it's, from two different it's, mediums. It's a dangerous place to, to land. Because that was the thread. Because I was like, this is odd. I went through the reviews and all the ones that were at that level or lower contributing to that dampening of the score Almost 100% of maybe the 10 I skimmed, all of it, every single one without fail, was riddled with in the originals, in the canon, in the lore, in the this. And it almost find it weird that you are even telling me that this, in the Marvel overall universe, in the multiverse, canonically, you can have these total like, oh, they're not in this one. Like, but yeah, but this is another universe. Maybe you're referencing something that isn't in this earth. Yeah. So maybe Storm is weak as shit on 101, 110, whatever the hell. Maybe that is a thing. I don't know. I don't know. And that might be why I gave it a little higher score. Because I wasn't burdened with, with the curse of knowledge on this case. You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just, I wish people would enjoy things for what they are rather than what they <laughs> yeah, want them right? to be a lot of times. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. Uh, this is definitely like a, a main uh, culprit for something like that. This is a like, gripe. Yeah. Obviously, I really wanted I wanted Aurora to be an absolute thug. I yeah. wanted Emma to be an absolute thug. And like when they started off without her really using tele- telepathy at all, and then also not really using her diamond form, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Did they say the diamond form just showed up in this show's Earth? Like So in- they pretended like it was a result of the Damon Hill infection. Yeah. Her second power awakening. Right. But Mastermind said yeah, I tricked you into forgetting about that power so you couldn't use it against me. All right, that's a bit of a thorn there. It's a bit of a gripe, yeah. I'll admit. That's that's a weird, like, oops, you have this god-tier power, which actually, now looking back, Mastermind muting that one makes perfect sense for him because it's well, the totally. only thing that could stop him. All right, I like Mastermind in this one. I really kind of enjoyed his character, all things I mean, considered. he's okay, but his idea was, I'm going to get Takeo to explode and blow up the world. Good job. Yeah, and that's going to help you stay alive how? How was that going to work? It made no sense. Yeah, like, I don't know. Ending was weak it, sauce. It was pretty weak. Yeah, yeah. Weak I sauce. I agree. Yeah, we can do a little, little, little unordinary. A little unordinary. So I've been reading the manhwa that Ethan is very caught up in, and he's been suggesting some manhwas to me. And this is, oh, is this a manhwa or a webtoon? Is there a clear distinction between the two? Or I is, don't know. Who cares? It's on webtoons. It's called Unordinary. <laughs> and it's Korean, so it's Korean, so it's essentially a manhwa. Um, I'm enjoying the shit out of it so far. They're great, man. Uh, they guys, guys, you if you want to be the galaxy brain weeb students, I know you guys are. Get on some of these big manhwas because they're going to be the source for the next banging anime in this decade, for sure. Or Nordinary's gonna get picked up, no doubt. Solo leveling better get picked up by someone. Yeah. Um, I mean it's possible. Do you think so? It has to be. Well, I mean, they fucked up the ones they did this year so bad that I don't know what the what the palate and the the taste for it is going to be. I mean, no bless. Oh yeah, no bless is not great. God of high school, and you know, some a lot of people were very negative about God of or no, Tower, Tower of God. God. I'm gonna say they're, I'm gonna say Crunchyroll's batting one for three. 
But I agree. I think they need. I really didn't think No Bless was that bad. I watched it. It was like an enjoyable show. I watched the first three and it was it was okay. It was kind of like an inspector thing. Well, it where, got like way nutser after that. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Okay. I might actually pick it back up then. Um, I'm watching uh, Stand on a Million Lives, which so far, not bad. Dece, right? Pretty dece. Yeah. Like <laughs> serviceable I, story. Yeah. We'll do a full episode on it coming up soon. But I think, uh, yeah, the way you sold it was pretty much there. It's like, it's a serviceable isekai. And if you know the, if you know the beats, which I know every isekai beat, yeah. they're all there right in a row. I know what's coming, but I'm not, I'm not disappointed by it. Um, you sort of know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I sort of, I sort of know. They, they play with some stuff that's pretty fun. But on Ordinary, as a manhwa, very interesting. Think My Hero Academia, but a lot, of, a lot grittier of a social setting. It's right. a, that's a very interesting concept, which I got to say, in my initial review, I'm halfway through what's published, I think. 125, that's around kind of halfway-ish. Um, I found that through portrayal of the survival of the fittest nature of this world where you have abilities, you basically have a 1 through 10 ranking scale, kind of. This, you're kind of that's where you're at. One being, you have, you're, they, they'll call you a cripple if you're a one. So literally, if you're quote unquote corkless in this world, you're not just like, in my hair academia, it's like, oh, you don't have a cork that you know, sucks to be you, but cool. Which is more in my mind realistic than, wow, eat my actual dick. Like you're, you're, you're scum to me in, in all facets of society. That's interesting. I would actually find this more realistic. You think so? I I, I don't tell I, me. I, we all have powers, and then somebody doesn't have powers, and they aren't going to be treated like dog shit. I I literally guarantee that that would. I be feel the like case. there'd be some legislation ha- legislation and hate crime shit against that, right? Like this is Korea, bro. That's this, fair. This isn't that's America. fair? Yeah, I, I guess I'm coming at it from Western brain, but remember they bully people that are stupid in Japan. Like yeah. do bad in school. We I always go back to the the example you brought we brought up in our Japanese culture episode where they will literally poke your belly if you're like so fat, like yeah. a certain level of fat. But I I was telling Ethan over text that I was just trying to analyze just what I was reading so far. I think that survival of the fittest aspect of the society in every facet is a little bit ham fisted. They're really driving it home about how aggressive these people are and how society's built around that. But if you do accept, it's not a hard thing to accept. Like, yes, you're right. Of course, there is a logical conclusion where, yes, society can be wrapped around these abilities. And once you accept that world, all of the character interactions, all of the facets of society, everything is very well portrayed. Like, everyone reacts as you'd expect them to, behave as they expect them to, the authorities are that you'd expect them to. Everything's there. Um, and the powers are kind of fun because they're very much like wide breadth of things they can be, right? Yeah, I actually think it's very similar to like a uh, Black Clover power system where they're like they're traditional powers, but they can be used in very interesting ways, and they're very like feel f- pretty unique per the person that has them. Right. You can have a bunch. Say you have five people who have a fire type ish. And they can all be very much different. Black Clover, they kind of have these loose typings of, oh, you're more of a recovery or you're more of a a, a bruiser. You're more of like an, a, an emitter type, like you blast for long distance. This show is more, even more uh, kind of loose on that. But you can see that, oh, that's a sniper class. That's a beam type. Oh, shit. That's a bad combo. Right. Um, and it, it seems like there's some some family... Um like lineage aspect as well. There definitely is, yeah. It's Ray and whatever her the girl's name, Remy. Remy, yeah. Uh, they're both siblings, and they both have like this lightning ability. Yeah, and there's really uh, cool. Time Stop family, Sarah and yeah, uh, her mom, and her mom both can stop time. Um, again, God tier, insane. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I the powers and powers make this super fun, and the our our titular character John is crippled himself so we're right. following a guy he it, it, there's nowhere that's really safe for him i think if you were in like real society they don't unless you're in a bad neighborhood or a bad part of town people who don't have a quirk are definitely more seen my hero academia esque where it's like oh i pity you but i'm not going to actively fuck your world up unless you're in like a bad part of town right you're in a school setting though kids being assholes like teenagers being assholes of course you're gonna get absolutely demolished um, 
So watching him kind of navigate through all that's a very fascinating thing to me. Um, I I like where the story's going. They just did. I think they did uh, like early emotions so well. Yes. Where yes. Where like as a reader, you're so captivated by this guy and his like, I guess his fortitude to continue on, even though he knows he's going to get his shit rock literally more than once a day. Yeah. You have a, what feels like a school administration, which is just like letting this shit happen. They support this shit. Right. And yeah. you're like, you're like, what the actual fuck is going on? This is what I think the show does the, or the, I'm going to say the show a lot. But sure. Yeah. This IP, whatever. Yeah. yeah. This, I'm going to say show. Fuck okay. For this show. This show does a lot is they do a great job of like making you think like, wow, this world is really fucked up. Yeah. And it's, it's something that if you're on top, you are like, yeah, this world, this order needs to be maintained because of course it fucking does. You're on top. Of course you do. But once you're not. It's like literally it's it, this, this show's all about perspective and that's what's absolutely amazing. They do a about fantastic it. job of like your place in society and how you perceive it when you're on top or bottom and sometimes those things shift there's the opportunity to shift right turf wars is a good example people literally just fight each other just to maintain status from different yeah. schools um I, I feel the one downside i'd like to see more which i think again i'm only halfway through i imagine they get into this outside of the school setting there's like the king the queen the jack and the ace right these are your top four dogs in in the grades or whatever the fuck uh or at the school really what happens to you after that Remember, remember when Ray was graduating? He had a king, like kind of scarf on his graduation gown. What does that get you in society? Where do you go from there? I'd like to see more of that, right? I think I will, but um, where I'm at right now, I don't really see. Like, it seems so centered on the schooling aspect that, like, I like to see the society at large. I think it's not really all that different from like traditional uh, Japanese or Korean IP where. You're number one in class, so you're gonna get a great, you know, university and a great job. Oh, you just kind of set up for that's success. literally like I feel that. Okay, that's the way they explain it. Mm-hmm. It's like basically the 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 heavens. You know, you're a god of, amongst men if you have king of Wellington High or whatever the fuck. Yeah, as right. You're, on your resume. It's a fat that's a fat line on a resume yeah, for exactly. sure. Exactly. I, I like I like what they're doing in the show too of the theme of uh you know, destiny in fate in society and your call to action against it, right? Because there's characters that are probably powerful enough to be the ace or the king, but either deny or defer that responsibility. And the people that know or understand this actually hate them for it. They blaspheme them for it because you're destined to be this strong. Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you being that? Why are you following your own path when you're clearly born into some certain cast here? Um, and it, that motif is everywhere in this idea. I mean, it's just, it's so well done. It's really like good. The idea of like realizing you, you aren't good with certain things, right? Like, like yeah. say, you know, you're, when you have a lot of power, you act like a psycho. And then, yeah. you know, deferring that essentially and saying, you know, I'm going to go just be nobody. I'd rather that yeah. than what I and was. Then, yeah, you know, kind of like the idea of, you know, that's his idea because he hasn't seen the bad. Yeah, right. And then, or let's say Arlo, for instance, was like, but you're the strongest. You need to be the guy. Because you were born this way and you have X, you're born into X, you have to be Y. Yeah, and it's just like, like different n- lenses of the world and like how they clash and, and stuff like that. And, it, you know. It's it's one of those scenarios where I'm I'm not I'm not trying to spoil too much, but just saying yeah, right, like, right. like these are the kind of villains that I like the best where they do bad things right. but for understandable or decent reasons. The reasons at least once shared, you're like, shit, in his shoes I can see doing the same thing. Right? I mean, I'm like fully on his side. I'm not even gonna lie. Right. Yeah. I think obviously there's a little bit of like Execution issues here. Sco- but, scope creep is what yeah. I would call it. Uh, yes, where it's just like really it's getting way. a little wild for yeah. no reason. Yeah, like, right. Um, but I think I totally understand that. It, even where I'm at, I don't really know the the full reason why X is happening. Oh, that's cool. Okay. But, you know. Anyway, I'm like 220 in, and I still think it's a great 
great show. Yep. This this um, this is a def- aspects that have started to drag a little bit, but the the world in general is really cool. The idea is super cool, and I like what they're trying to do. Um, like with discrimination, with you know classism stuff like that something i think something i'm noticing with a lot of these very well received manhwas and korean ips if you think of like tower of god you think of soul leveling you think of unordinary and probably a few others the 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 central motif is how refined of a story can you tell about disrupting systems the entry point to disrupting a system tower of god is all about this agent that is disrupting a long-standing system Solo leveling, same thing. Unordinary, same thing. But unordinary is doing it in a much more subtle way of you not participating in the system is disrupting it. And there's other and there's other ways that this caste system is getting disrupted. So I think that unordinary stands out in that they're being much more nuanced about uh, you know commentaries of a certain system and order and breaking it or adhering to it. Um, but yeah, like I'm only halfway in. Well, I think the true test of any IP is if you are as far as I am into it and I'm like, man, I wish I could find out what's about to happen like like Ricky. Yeah. And he's halfway through. I need to find out. And and then like or, you know, even for you probably saying like, wow, I wish I could do this from the from the beginning again and just like ride this ride again. I yes. mean, I just Yes. It's it's obviously one of the highest rated. I think it's a 9.8 with yeah, like Crazy. 8 million v- listeners or, or watchers <laughs> yeah. or something. It's crazy. So it's definitely well received and stuff like that. And I just, I highly, I cannot recommend enough people check it out. The the two other, the two other things that's not about the story themselves, but it's about Webtoons in general that I will use to recommend that one of them blew me away because I've never experienced this before. I was talking about it in the sidebar where one, I'll pick it up. I'll do like, I'm just going to do a chapter or two and I'll look, oh, no, it took two minutes. And I just will go through a couple chapters and boom, I'll lose 45 minutes and I won't even know it. That's how, ho- that's how hooked you can get to Webtoons because they're so bite-sized. But then you don't realize just when they string together, you're just falling into a narrative. They also did something here that I loved that I said on the sidebar is that some chapters had an audio component with some of these, chap- with some of these scenes. Like, and they knew when they cut the music off and you're scrolling, like, there'd be an intense conversation and this kind of moody backdrop would start playing. I'm like, this is where manga is slipping. I yeah. think that this is the kind of shit. Imagine if solo leveling had its own OST, bro. I would go absolute white hot batshit insane if I had some battle music to to solo leveling. It's such. I, an I, automat- I think it's definitely an aspect that is really the future of this this kind of medium. Yeah, and I know that you know people that like manga, manhwa, yada yada, like to like have physical copies of stuff yes but let's face it it's very expensive to make all those it is yeah if it were me and i'm running a company that does this i'm going full digital but then i'm gonna i'm gonna add things that make it important like you know give it a competitive advantage right and that is you know add in these things where maybe you scroll halfway and then it starts when you get to the scenes like yeah you know like I just think that'd be very cool or just in, in a platform like this that is connected to the internet because you have to, to be able to read it. Yeah. Right. Like this is what this can be. Yes. I'm even thinking in the future, you can even have stuff that are semi animated, just like exactly. a two, two panel thing. Like or as you GIFs. scroll, yeah, you basically have GIFs. Like you have someone, you bring in like an animator to do like a quick 10 second GIF and you try to scroll, it'll lock you there, play the GIF and then scroll past it. Yeah fucking brilliant and i think there is real real growth here to play around with the evolution of a drawn medium so again get on it folks it's the wave i'm telling you but yeah all we recommend here today are all good things you got to go watch you know the marvel anime you're gonna have a good time popcorn shit very well animated your eyes will thank you for it if you want a little more brain shit go to unordinary webtoon it is free up to a certain point you can pay i think to do the most recent three or something right yeah, Webtoon lets you fast pass, so you you can like do the most recent three episodes. But I've never once no. paid for it. Yeah, no. I but- mean, most of these IPs, if you start now, you've got two hundred things to read, so you you yeah. can catch up quick. Like honestly, in a week and a half, two weeks, you could easily catch up. Mm-hmm. But um, and there's definitely some where I'm like, damn, I want to buy this, I want to buy this, and I'm just like, nah, you nah. know what? <laughs> you don't you need know to what? Do that. Nah. But there's your homework, students, and. Uh, 
yeah, thank you for coming to class. Uh, if you want to listen with your ears and your eyes, hello, YouTube gang. I uploaded all, up, th- all three of them, the last three I had to do, all in a weekend. So I hope you guys love that bombardment of video content. But if you just want that audio goodness with your ears and not your eyes, go to anywhere you get your podcast fix from Apple to Spotify and everywhere in between. Uh, leave us a five-star review and written while you're there. You're already there. You might as well do you're it. there, dude. Yeah, it'll help us pop up on other recommends so we and all the students get all the anime goodness. Uh, follow us on Instagram at webology.podcast. We got memes on memes on news and sometimes giveaways. Uh, Twitter at webologyp. Our email, if you want to give us some uh, little old school email love or tell us an anime we got to watch, which I think coming up soon, we probably should do some of those because I've been being bugged to watch drifters and i gotta watch drifters which i heard is actually pretty good um yeah i mean (sighs) (laughs) we got a lot of shit going on we do yeah we just got a lot of scheduling problems and they're (laughs) just problems just got a lot of problems after april everything will be gucci okay so at least for me maybe expect some stuff more akin to that then but if you want to add to the list in the meantime and get your stuff in before we start blasting through them webologypodcast at gmail.com um, if you want to give us some monetary love, only if you can, patreon.com slash webology. Uh, $1 and up gets you into our Discord with all of our past guests and the current uh, adjunct professors and teaching assistants alike. Uh, $3 and up gets you the syllabus sidebar, our lo-fi, high vibe, sometimes anime, sometimes not podcast where we riff about random shit. The last one we did from this recording, we do something called the price is wrong sometimes yeah we go back and forth about super weird shit you can buy or have been purchased in the past on the internet we try to guess how much it is fun fact we're almost always wrong because they're weird <laughs> i've only gotten one right you have only gotten one right i think i may have gotten one close yeah but fun fact abraham lincoln's hat is worth six million dollars if you want six more sh- million smackers <laughs> if you want more shit like that come on over to the syllabus sidebar I think that's everything I had. I'm going to go home and um, I'm going to go catch up on anime. I have not seen any of the weeklies this week. So I have literally a fucking bucket of good content. And until I can work my way through that bucket, I'm Ricky. (laughs) And I'm Ethan. And this has been Weebology. Deuces. I really do have a nice kind of anime. Yeah, I got essays. Curated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Appreciate the rubbing in. Curated.